Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, really the House Academy Show today. Mm-hmm. Entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, and we are broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I are talking about housing predictions for 2022. I'd like to say I was asking this question, too, to you earlier. I'm like, I know you read up on all this stuff. You're really current on all this stuff. What the heck is everybody saying? I'm I'm personally dying to know. I have I have my thoughts, but I want to know what, what your thoughts are and what the general um, opinion is. So it's the fourth quarter. It's October 2021. Uh, it's the fourth quarter where everyone... Mm-hmm. who's got any type of involvement in any market, whether mm-hmm. it's the stock market or commodities or anything else or, or weather or anything, makes predictions for next year. And housing is no different. So uh, CoreLogic piped in, Fannie Mae, of course, which is the you know insurance back, mortgage insurance back federal government scenario, uh, which allows a lot of mortgages to happen. So they all have predictions and I'll talk about them in a minute here. Before we get into it, hey, by the way, it's all it's all good in my opinion. It's not hockey stick straight up. It's good, slow growth. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And don't forget to subscribe on the YouTube Land Academy uh, channel and comment on the shows you like. Jason wrote, you guys talk all about houses a lot lately. If we buy and sell land, what is the point of this? <laughs> I've renovated houses in the past, in a past life with success. But decided it's not worth it in the end. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in the same boat uh, uh-huh. as almost all of us, probably. You right. Know? It's a logical conclusion to look at the things that I think suck. We talked about this a couple of days ago. Like Monday. Yeah. What sucks about renovating houses is the, you know, window treatments. I always come back to that. Like, <laughs> if I hear the word window treatment, I'm not going to get involved in it financially. <laughs> and so, you know, I... I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Welcome to the land investment business. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through this. <laughs> like, uh, okay. The housing market is very closely tied to the land market for a few reasons. The biggest reason is that when house values go up, people have extra money. When housing values go up, and I'm going to get all kinds of comments on this, <laughs> wages generally go up. Compensation or equity generally goes up. Wages in in themselves are so untied, so tragically disassociated with house values. It's it's staggering. But in general, from an economic standpoint, not Mm -hmm. an accounting or reality standpoint, economic, that's not reality. That's just economics. Equity values go up when housing values go up which means there's more dispo- access to more disposable income on a macro level, which means people have access to more money so they can buy and sell land. Number one. Number, this is a good question. I like the pen on your finger. <laughs> I'm like, I could just see, you know what's going to happen? Our, our, uh, our post-production guys are going to poke arrows at what's with the pen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, they will not for sure. Yeah, they will because I just said it. <laughs> when housing goes up like this, there's a need for more housing. You know, people buy, sell their house, they got to move somewhere else. So land gets, you know, it gets utilized for new housing. And we're in a real strange situation right now where new housing, because there was such a crash and because the publicly traded new housing development companies like Toll Brothers and stuff got really hit hard for overbuilding, they really have chilled out for the last 10 years. And so now here we are, it's 2021 and there's a, a huge need 
for new, brand new housing. It's a separate sector from used housing, which we all understand. Mm -hmm. And it's underbuilt. And so they need land. And it's driving the prices up, which is great for us. Mm -hmm. Today's topic, housing market predictions for 2022. This is the meat of the show. That's funny you say that. I was just reading an article about a bunch of land coming available here in our state where they're linking to freeways. Like the city of Phoenix is going to uh, open up some land not previously for sale. And I saw that too. And it's, they're linking to freeways. And then, of course, we're all like, oh, that's going to, that looks like potentially a path for growth. I get, I'm on those lists, those mailing, those uh, article lists too. And I, mm -hmm. I'm seeing uh, month over month, there's constant record breaking, breaking price per acre sales for amazing? property. In fact, yeah. there was one yesterday. Uh, it was actually in a county south of in Phoenix and it was owned by a fund, an institutional fund, which got me thinking. I wrote a bunch of notes on the article. It's like, we could start a land academy fund and easily start knocking these properties out. I don't think that's crazy. You know, instead of buying for 30 and selling for 90 mm -hmm. or 100 like we do right. all day long, how about buy for 30 million and sell for 40 million? Right. I'm good The next that. week. I know. Exactly. All it takes is somebody on the phone for you to call who's going to buy it. Exactly. Wow. Well, we got off the topic there. <laughs> Land prices, especially in, in uh, semi-urban environments, are directly tied to housing. Directly. Mm -hmm. So here's what the feds say what's going to happen next year. Uh, for for real estate values in general, eight percent increase. Fannie Mae says it's about an eight percent increase uh, national annually. Yeah, and I'll get to get to regional in a minute. That's cool. a great point. Okay, but just for uh, perspective, since 1987 up until COVID, it's been an average of four years, so double the growth. This mm -hmm. last year, closer to twenty percent. Mm -hmm. So you'll see there's tricks in all these numbers. All you see in the in the market, and I'll talk about the source of these numbers. The source of the numbers are millennials. They're the writers of all these articles. Hmm. And so it's in between the lines of all these articles is tragedy, tragedy, tragedy. Right. Instead of, isn't this great? Let's enjoy this while it lasts. Why? Because they're, they're just like, they're just like the sky is falling. They just no, don't because, think it's not going to last. Because young people, it's not millennials. It's all young people, even my generation, want to live in cities. Oh, okay. They don't want to live. Oh, out. they're complaining because yeah, it's going up and then they're not able going, to buy it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. Well, oh. guess who's buying? Yeah, I'm going to rant for a second. I, so I was thinking that people up. that Bear already brought mind. it, people that already bought are excited. Millennials sell property to each other in urban areas. So who's to blame for not affordable urban properties themselves? Understood. And the people that sell property... A millennial sells a property, makes more money than the person who's trying to buy it and who's upset about it. Whose fault is that? Yeah. No one's fault. Exactly. Good for the seller. Maybe it'll motivate the buyer millennial who's really, <laughs> you know, wants to be able to afford the house that they can't afford. That's what makes the world go around. Yeah. Maybe they might have to move out into the suburbs for four years, save some money with every paycheck. And come maybe back. Maybe get a side gig and go buy the penthouse of their dreams downtown. Yeah. Tough luck, fella. I've never lived, lived where I wanted, really wanted to. Never. Because I couldn't afford it until now. Fannie Mae says 8%-ish, 4% uh, annual, in comparison to 4% annual. 
Mortgage rates uh, are about 3.1% now. They should go to 3.4%. There's no okay. surprise there. I saw That's that. That's all still good. Mm-hmm. Zillow is a little more optimistic. Uh, they think it's going to be 12%. And so, and wait, then- wait, in, um, the, the, the national average increase is 12 Increase of prices, oh. housing prices or value. Okay. And then CoreLogic uh, is the- is I believe this is a publicity stunt. They came out at 2% just to so what? they could get in the news. They just want to get in the news. It's, That's like no, like so, any public, any bad publicity is publicity. What the heck? 2%? So nobody's saying it's going to go down. That's what's important here. That's the uh-huh. real takeaway. And, right. it, and let's just say it is going to go up, but it's not going to go up like 20%. Right. Uh, like it did over these last couple of years. Let's just say 2 to 8%. And that's real safe. Now, to Joe's point earlier, those are national numbers. Mm-hmm. If you live in Southern California, it's not going to be 4%. I'll tell you right now, it's mm-hmm. going to be closer to 10 or 15 or more. If you live in Central to Southeastern Michigan, it might go down. It's been going down there for years. I can say that because I'm from there. So I'm not knocking that area specifically, but regions really matter. So. Here at Land Academy, we're all about bringing it right down to the zip code to see mm-hmm. what's what, that's going to happen. And believe me, that data exists. And you can pretty rationally look at the national statistics in general and really spend some time on it and find out where that little market is, wherever you are investing, mm-hmm. how, what it's going to do. I agree. No, you made me think about this. It's, it's something I don't I, like. People submit deals to me to look at, right? So I'm looking at stuff all the time, all over the country. And I'm wondering, like, you guys, I I, underst- I see people looking at um, numbers, but they're missing one other key factor, which is days on market right now. I thought you were going to say missing a zero. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> or adding a zero in your case. Uh, exactly. Like, take a zero off this. It might be a good There deal. is a lot of those. <laughs> Some of that's going on. But you know what it is, though? They're, if you don't take a zero off... And the days on market are great. I can we can work with that. But some people are missing that point. So I just thought I'd they take this moment to say, knock it off. Just kidding. <laughs> so why? Why is this all happening? Why is it constantly going up? Number one, and most importantly, yeah. and this is what's so different, so very different than any market I have ever experienced in my uh, 54 years. This generation will add. 4.8 million people. There are 4.8 million people turning 30 starting this year wow. through uh, 2025. Okay. And then it starts to, it doesn't uh, die or drop off on like a cliff. It just starts to erode a little. So it goes from 4.8 to 4.7, 6, 5, and eventually it goes mm. back down to rational growth numbers. Okay. The, there's just more people and in a really good way. They're more educated. Uh, yeah. They work at home. That's number two. They're, they understand computers and can do their job successfully from home uh, and have proven that since COVID. And during COVID, that's here to stay. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're all going back to work. We're not going to go back to work. There's a certain level of education and a job description that will never go back to work in an office. They might have to uh, tell it, might have Zoom meetings. They might go in once a week, once a month, mm-hmm. but they won't go back. And so they need a bigger house to live in. Mm-hmm. And they see the value. And they also need new refrigerators and a be- just a better environment, and they can afford it. Right. They're not going to be crammed in an apartment in downtown because they have to be. And they were doing that. And then uh, the trifecta is mortgage rates. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the lowest they've ever been. Ever. Great? My parents bought a house 
I can remember this. My our, my dad was an accountant, so all I heard was numbers, screaming numbers all day long. Not in a good way. Uh, you know, 17% mortgage. The first house I bought in Detroit was a 7% mortgage. This was uh, in the early, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Right. It's amazing. We're in the 2% now mm -hmm. with good credit and a, and a rational down payment. You can get a 2% mortgage. It's awesome. That's insane. I agree. Insanely good. So... It's all good, in my opinion. Thank you. We've had too much rapid growth. I think it causes inflation and a bunch of other stuff. I, I would love to see four, five, eight percent growth next year uh, with consistent growth numbers in the regions that make sense. You know, you're going to see higher numbers in Florida, higher numbers in California, higher numbers in Arizona. Uh, Arizona was thirty percent, by the way. Mm. That's better than growth. what I saw. Oh, you know, maybe it was our little zip code. I think I saw our zip code twenty percent, but Arizona thirty. This is awesome. That might be a little bit too high. It's going to cause some problems. But right. I believe it's all good news, except for those few people that are whining about affordable housing uh, because they just can't keep up in life. Yeah. If you can't afford the house that you want, that's an indication of another problem, not the real estate market. Need to send out a few thousand offers to property owners like us? Check out offers in the number two owners.com. So that's offers to owners.com. No setup fees, free mail merge, exceptional service, and now including just released for everyone concierge data and pricing. It's awesome. Give offers to owners a call today. Happy to join us today. <laughs> Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy and House Academy show. So now the episode on the Land Academy show, as if this wasn't enough. Yeah. It's Jack Thursday. And I'm going to talk about distractions from success. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Did you get it out? That was good. No, Thank that you. was that like 10% of what I had to say, but I have to keep it to 15 oh, minutes. You can add some right now. I'll save it for the Thursday call. Okay. Oh, the third with the members? <laughs> yeah, because we're oh. going to get, we talk about this on the Thursday member call and mm -hmm. we're going to get into it with regions, real specifically within regions, because that's what we're all about here mm -hmm. as land investors. We're... Great, the national great Jack, the national average is, you know, it's been eight percent. It's gonna be it's been uh yeah, we know four percent, it's gonna be eight percent next year. You know, how does that help me in central Ohio, for example? It doesn't. Right. And but that's not what this show's for. The show is for uh, explaining, in my opinion or our opinion, what's possible. Yeah. And so digging down into central Ohio may or may not be a good place to buy land. Right. It's not, by the way. Yeah. Hey, speaking, if you're wondering what we're talking about, by the way, with this Thursday member call, every Thursday, we still, we've been doing it for years now, have a, a closed uh, Zoom time with our members, all of them. It goes an hour or two. It's every Thursday at three o'clock Pacific time. And we look at deals. We talk about this stuff. It gets really specific. If you want to be a fly in the wall, you sure can. We will We will love to have you. So just send an email to support. I'm sure you're going to see the link right now or see the email. Support at landacademy.com and just say, hey, I want to be, uh, I want to get into the Thursday member call and see what this is all about. We'd love to have you. We, we are Stephen Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs>